0: This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Now sit back because it's time for the podcast.
1: Welcome to uh, another lockdown episode of Hip Hop Saved My Life and uh I'm currently, we're we're doing this through Zoom and Zencast, and it's fucking awful. And before you started, uh, before we started recording, uh, there was an absolute clusterfuck of us trying to get this to work. But it's worth it because we are joined by undoubtedly one of the best in the game,
0: R.A. the Rugged Man. Hello, sir. Hey, what's up, man? Lockdown, lockdown. What's going on? Uh, Where are you locked down? Berlin, Germany. Yeah, because your is your wife German, right? Is that right? Yeah, the Mother, of my kids. She, she uh, we had two kids out here. She's a school teacher, and you know, there's the free health care and all that shit, and you know, free college if your kid's German. So they're dual citizens. They're uh, we raised them out here. I take them to them. Well, I used to take them to America a lot before they stopped letting us fly planes over there. You know, so. <laughs> So your kids, are they, do they speak German and English? Yeah, yeah, they speak both languages very well. Yeah, three and four years old. My daughter's a mastermind, my son is a Frankenstein. <laughs> what is your, what's your <laughs> German son My German, well, my mother my mother's German, my father's right. Scottish, so yeah. So I used to come to Germany as a kid. I used to have uh, German relatives out here, and I guess, you know, they say, you know, you go after something like your mom or something, I guess, I don't know, so. <laughs> so, I made babies <laughs> with a German woman just like my dad did, you know? Well, thank you so much for
1: joining us. In, uh, in no words, comment? Huh?
0: Just like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> say, say something in German. Oh, say something in German. Oh, my bad. Uh, that's what you want like, to uh, say. When ich war ein Kind, ich uh, komm zum Deutschland viel. And jetzt ich, ich vergesse alle Deutsch. Mein Deutsch is nicht so good but the thing is I speak broken English too so if my German's broken you know what the fuck do you expect but I said I used to be a kid you know I'd come to Germany uh, I mean and my German was much better when I was little but now my German's terrible
1: got you. if you're going out in Germany which hopefully you'll be allowed to do unless this is the apocalypse um, do you like happily just go and chat to, in German to
0: people when you're out and about yeah, but Germans don't do that as much. New Yorkers do it. When you're in New York, hey, you make a joke to somebody, yeah, pat yeah. them on the back. Hey, what's up? What's up? You know, you kind of talk to people, you know, you get the door, you know. Germans you talk to them they look at you like you're a fucking murderer killer psychopath it's like i'm just saying hello fuckface, face they hide back you fuck <laughs> you know <laughs> Germans are not very friendly you know we, we know that they you know not the friendliest of people we they you know? that here they're smart people though they're not they're not very friendly but they're smart right people. right right well
1: look it's an absolute honor to have you man
0: thank um, you sir thank you
1: like honestly we're massive fans and um you you're one of the best man
0: Legends Never Die was an incredible album. I'm a huge fan of that album. My flow of prime my tongue the Japanese in the delivery room my dick hit the ground and earthquake the school hallways is
1: the fact that that album was so good part of the reason that it's sort of been a little bit of a hiatus for you to come out with this new album which is also brilliant
0: well yeah the thing, is, the thing is i want to make sure every album tops the one before it so you know uh i started making a new album about five years ago and and you know right before my daughter was born and and then i you know it started sounding a little bit like legends never died The lyrics lyrics with you know lyrics are easy that's always easy you know so the lyrics were dope yeah. this and that but the beats were dope but it, it just started feeling like you know what i kind of I got to advance things or go into different territory somehow. I just don't like this. And if I dropped it, it was just 15 songs. The fans, oh, already got a new album. It would have did fine. I would have made money. But yeah, he's like, and then my daughter was born. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck that. I, you know, grab it. So I started from scratch. And then I, I was touring a lot, but you know, uh, so like I started, said in the intro, I'm back 500 shows and two babies later. I did 500 shows since the last album, two babies since the last album. and. And I did about fifty song features and, and, and songs that, that that came out. I, I mean, I'm, I stay busy, busy, you know.
1: What is the so, meaning of your the title of your album? All my heroes are dead. Where did that come from?
0: Well, you know, look at look at look at us, man. You know, uh, um, everything we loved, everything we we grew up on, everything. You know, it, it's a, it's a past era. Our, our heroes are gone, they're dead or or tainted, and it's just a different. Uh, different world we live in you know and where we came from wrecking stages and being the best in the competition that's a different era so you know it's almost like let's you know bring it back to life and and you know put it on your own back and try to revise it you know so I don't know it, it has multiple meanings I start the album off with Combat Jack Reggie Osei and uh he, he passed away and his partner Ed Wood passed away the same week they were my lawyers back in the day and then he became a famous podcaster. And and, uh, so I start the album off with with a little part of me on his podcast. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce to the Combat (laughs) Jack Show, R.A., the Rugged Man. man. I'm back, 500 shows and two babies later. Another classic album, the game changer, savior. For every fan who said my music saved their life, this is for you. Without the love from fans, I'd be dead. You saved my life, too, because I didn't release an album. As I go through the album, you know, there's a lot of little... You know, R.I.P.s in there, little, you know, and then we had Sean Price's daughter come in and do a little R.I.P. to her pops, and on the final song, the girl Sarah Smith, uh, we st- she passed away, and and I took her vocals off of a little shitty audio of a Facebook clip, and I, and I, I made a beat out of that, and um, and I had another singer sing on top of it to give it a little little, you know, so it didn't sound like just a shitty Facebook audio, you know, but that's what we had, yeah. with her. So, you know, it was like, uh, you know, that's life. We're, we're, you know, we're not all going to be here. You know, we're not going to be, you know, uh, remembered in 500 years, 300 years, 200 years. You know, it don't matter if you was Michael Jackson or Charlie Chaplin, and they're not, not going to remember you in 500 years, you know, so. <laughs> something to look forward to. My dad said, uh, you know, they'll remember Jesse James longer than they'll remember Elvis Presley, you know, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> kill a bunch of people, you know, like Hitler they'll remember before they remember james brown you know it's like it's like what are we doing as artists you know (laughs) i i saw the uh the video for legendary loser and uh have you ever thought about doing stand-up or have you ever have you ever people ask me for decades to do acting and do comedy and do acting and if you've never been to one of my shows i don't think but uh a lot of people say my show is stand-up comedy because I talk a lot and I make fun of the people in the crowd and I say dumb shit the whole time, say offensive things, say funny shit. And like they're like, yo, your concert was like, a, like the illest rhymer and energy, but then it was like a stand-up comedy show all in one. But now the only time I ever did stand-up comedy for real, it was the day that my, my brother died. I rap about him on, on the album sometimes, but my brother Max died. And I went to a comedy act club with a girl and the comedians sucked. And I know you're gonna hate me for this because you're not supposed to echo comedians. But <laughs> no, anyway.
1: I, I like I like hearing about shit comedians. It's
0: good. Yeah. And I was like, come on, man. We could, <laughs> this guy is terrible. So so I, I was and my brother died that morning. Like he literally was blue. We took him outside and I took a train to the city to be with a girl for the night to take care of me, you know. And we go to see a comedian, he's terrible. So I started making jokes you know the cra- the asshole in the crowd making the jokes and he's like well if you think you can do better come on. I said sure. I'll the fuck, I'll do better I'll and, I- and I got on the stage and I fucking destroyed the place and everybody was dying hilarious and the guy was in shame in the corner like what a dick <laughs> how long will you run for oh uh, probably 10 minutes 5 minutes you know you know, know. Do you know, do you know the figured. thing that, do
1: you know the thing is that I'm telling you as a comic the whole idea of you going come up here and do that is so that you shit yourself yeah. and apologize for heckling the idea that the guy that you say that to would come up and then fucking smash it is
0: the worst. It's like your worst. You're not fucking with my stage show, bitch. I'll fuck you up. Don't invite me up or you'll get fucking murdered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Legendary loser. What I find found so interesting about that is the video is funny, right? It's, a, it's like a comedy video. The visuals are funny. Your style, I mean, you've always been like this, but your style of. What you do is, is, is funny. But then the lyrics of Legendary Lily's love. Are so dark, man. Do you know what I mean it's so introspective and all of that? Do I lack a massive
0: hit? Am I a backpack and brick? Am I a rap maverick or just a fat sack of shit? Nothing that the world would ever give to me, but negativity. The industry was only interested in getting rid of me. My family snort heroin and smoke pipes. Criminals, biker gangs, drug addicts, low life, sage and orange, homicide, robberies. My life makes Shakespeare tragedies look like Adam Sandler comedies. I need to meditate. Is that a deliberate thing to have
1: that contrast between the? Comedy
0: of the video and like what you're actually talking about. Yeah, and but, so well, well, honestly, the first half of the video, I wanted to, the first half of the song, I wanted to go into like, you know, I've been doing self deprecating rap since I was a teenager, 15, 14 years old, you know, uh, Dirty White Boy, Dirty White Trash, Trailer Park, you know, Cheese yeah. Whiz, you know, stank. Fat Stanky, Only Ugly Bitches, fuck me, you know, I was doing that all for, for decades, you know. So this one, you know, I didn't want to abandon that totally because you got fans that want to hear a little bit of that. So I said, you know, you don't want to give them the same thing, but then, you know, give them the same thing, but put it on steroids. So I kind of put it on steroids. I went ultra extra with the bars and then halfway through the song, when you turn it around and say, no, this is my uplifting record. I fooled you, you motherfuckers. This is this is the one telling you like, yo, if a scumbag piece of shit like me could do it. Yeah, you could do it too, man. Now snap out of it! Don't let them win. I shall overcome. I was born to be the king of underground, the chosen one. So I turned it all around, and nobody can stop the rise. I make the songs I wanna make, and I don't ever compromise. I'm a well-known. Like it's what I always say. Like if you could do it, they could do it. If I could do it, they could do it. Cause what would just You know, everybody's an ordinary ass human being. Some are just hungrier than others. Some just worked harder than others. You know, there's somebody that might not be close to as funny as you. But if he fucking works 20 hours a day to be funnier than everyone, he might be less talented. Yeah, but yeah. Hustle will make him better than you, you know? So You talking yeah. about being
1: self-deprecating and all your stuff, it is funny. It's really funny. But at the same time, does it come from like... Because I'll tell you what it reminded me of is that, you know, you have that inner prick living in your head that constantly sort of tells you you can't do that or you ain't shit or whatever. Like, I have that constantly.
0: Of is that course, where that comes you from? You know, of, of course you have that, you know? Like... But through the years when everything's going wrong everything's going wrong of course you're saying like am I just garbage am I this pe-? you know and plus I I, I am that, that you know uh, went to psychiatrists and all of this stuff and they you know my mind does go from I'm the greatest in the world to you you should die tomorrow and you shouldn't live and kill yourself how about that you shouldn't be here you're you're you just you know there's no purpose of life like not there's no purpose in existing, you know, like, 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 uh, so, uh, you, you know, you go back and forth sometimes with that. So yeah, that definitely comes from something. And
1: you, know? you um, you've got some fucking amazing guests on this album, man,
0: haven't you? you got like Ghostface, you've got Master Killer, you got Chuck <laughs> yeah, D. That was, a sick, <laughs> that was a sick transition. I'm like, yeah, we should all die and kill ourselves. And like, oh, <laughs> so you have Master Killer on your album. That means he agreed. I was trying to do it like the, um, you know, like when you do those sort of
1: daytime shows where you talk about cancer, and then and then somebody grew the largest watermelon. i like, moving on. Do you know what I mean that's kind of my <laughs> I was that's just... kind of my style of doing it?
0: This pretty amazing guest
1: list, though, right? Onyx, is
0: that right? Onyx on there. as well? Oh, well that's the one posse cut, yeah. The posse, I, uh, I, I want to put. You know, remember back in the day they had like self destruction, and then the West Coast did. We're all in the same grip gang and. Remember they did like We Are The World with Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson and everybody. So I was like, yo, let's do a posse cut that's just beating people up and shooting and stabbing and just the most ignorant version of like We Are The World, you know, or like, or like, you know, what's the ones I said, self-destruct. Let's do the exact opposite, just self-destruct, you know, and go crazy. So who are the most ignorant, stomp you, punch you in your face type of rappers? So you know, every Paz, As soon as that boy's voice comes on, you just want to stab like an old lady with a knife, like it's a pistol, 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 gang, and you're like, "Yo, kill the world!" You know. So and you need mop on the chorus. So we got to yeah, we the end that. verse two, and then you know, the, the originator. You know, there was Schooly D, there was Just Ice, there was Ice T. That you know, the, the the originators of this gangster rap shit. And Ice T is one of the originator originators. You know, I know I know they don't say it in the Hollywood movies, but uh, these guys were the originator originators. So. You know, if you're going to do some ignorant shoot them in the face shit, you need ice tea on there. So, you know, I was kind of going... And then you want a couple super lyrical motherfuckers, you know? You want the Chino XLs and the Chris Rivers and and, and... and, you know, one of my favorite groups that... Arguably my favorite group of all time is Brand Nubian. So when I was doing a Posse Cut, I'm like, Yo, they, they, those are the creators of Punk Jump Up to Get Beat Down. <laughs> fuck it, throw them on there, you know, and, and I gave them the call, and it was like, hell yeah, let's do it, so...
1: So, was that, is that how you did the call? You said, listen, I need some, I need, the, I'm looking for a group of the most ignorant
0: assholes in the in the game, can you, you fancy... I told, jumping everybody, into... I told everybody, it's a fight anthem, so just give me, you know, I said, it's going to be a lot of us on it, so don't, we can't do no 20-bar verses or 30-bar verses for this one, you know, which most lyrical guys you want to do. Like, a lot of them even delivered longer verses and I had to go, ah, fuck, like, this, you know, this dude, like, followed my instruction and did the length that I said. Now, this dude did three times the length of this so I had to hit them up and say, look, I need a shorter verse. You want to redo it or should we... Use this amount of it. So yeah, the song just works great because each verse is like twenty four bars but it's three legends in each one, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. But you're you you're an old school hip hop head, are not you? Like you you're into the lineage of, of hip hop, right?
0: More so than a lot of people, would you say? Oh yeah, I'm a historian, yeah. I love hip hop yeah. and culture and history and the thing I hate more now is everybody's an expert and everybody wants to, you know, write about hip hop online and and these people are looked at and respected. So you you go online and all of it's so much false, just like the internet period, but so much of hip hop gets like rewritten through everybody's voice on the computer you know so it's like the most frustrating thing when you read these motherfuckers that really don't know anything about the history or what happened here or what year this was or what that they're just repeating shit that they heard on the internet and then that gets rewritten as history just like regular history you know like the way you know they just write whatever they want and that's documented history and people believe it so yeah history uh gets rewritten daily and hip-hop is is, you know obviously like everything is is, uh gets fucked over by that you know so and that frustrates me
1: with this album coming out are you because the thing is you've talked about it quite openly i mean you are so fucking open with what when you talk about stuff on your records like in terms of what happened with jive and shit like that but are you happy with this album coming out and where you are at in hip hop and you know what the, the respect that's given to you and, and how your career's gone, are you sort of when you talk about your time with Jive, you sort of talked about the fact that you were on this trajectory and everybody was saying this guy's gonna be fucking huge and all that, and then that then you decided you you decided you don't need that to, to feel like you you've achieved what you need to achieve as an artist. Do you still feel comfortable in that way?
0: Well, you know, I don't want to I don't wanna sign into a machine. So they could, you know, force my shit down everyone's throat. But at the same time, I'd, I wish I had a little bit of a stronger team with us. Because there's only three of us. You know, it's me, the guy Devin at Nature Sounds, and the guy that works for him, Matt. So, like, it's really three guys just posting on Twitter and Facebook and, you know, sending the music. Like, we have no push. So, like, you know, and they don't, nobody wants to really help you know they don't want to just oh let's help an independent artist and we have nothing to benefit except we're helping a song that we like they want to benefit an artist that's connected with a lot of connections that's you know oh you do this for us we'll do this for you type of shit you know so the music the world knows it's great but getting it out to the people has been very difficult for me you know and then what happens is these mainstream you know bullshit ass rappers or these mainstream rappers that are supposedly the greats they study our shit. They listen to our albums. They study our flows and then they recycle what we do and then the rest of the world oh, those are the greatest. No, they're, they're little bootleg versions of us, but they're mainstream, you know? So rap has been doing it for decades and it's the same thing as filmmaking or TV. You know, they they watch the independent film the independent film's brilliant. Then Hollywood does the same shit. Everyone knows it's out there. They go see it, and then that film's the brilliant one. Meanwhile, the little independent guy that directed that film over in 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 Turkey or fucking you know England or wherever don't get the credit. You know, so so sometimes you, you that's a little frustrating. Where you know you're doing you're doing that hard work and you're making the, the the music, and then these dudes who who be on our dicks they don't they don't post about us. They post about the trendy rappers and they study our shit. Yeah, and then when they do what we already did, there's no proof of it because they didn't tell the world they was listening to us. You know. Have you got examples of? Uh, oh, and- you know, you could you could write a whole bunch of names in a notebook, <laughs> <laughs> like you trying to have me sling mud, and then you know. I'm so
1: listen, the- R- listen. I'm so sorry about Rupert, man. He's constantly trying to get some fucking scoop. This print. It's all about the exclusive. The
0: problem with slinging the mud, though, is that. Uh, then everybody oh he's a hater he's a, they don't nobody believes the truth they don't want to believe the truth they, they put these people on pedestals and you know they want to believe that these are the originating gods you know so you just let them have that and you know the fan fans know what the fuck it is you know karma yeah he's a devout hindu aren't you? Yeah. without naming names <laughs> hey, wait wait uh are you a hindu is anybody hindu uh, my mom and dad were him. What was but, uh, the, what was uh, a mortal technique said a lyric on my album and he's smarter than me sometimes, so he said something. Yeah something like corrupted Hinduism, I've been through the prison, I've been through religion, I've carried the cross as a Christians. What was he talking about, the corrupted Hinduism? I don't, the
1: truth is, I don't know. It could be, and this is my interpretation, so uh, forgive me if I'm getting it wrong. I'm not the uh, I'm not the guy to go to on And on I'm Hindu, not a moral uh, type either, so if
0: you got it wrong, yeah, yeah. i just believe whatever oh,
1: But it could be to do with the fact that, you know, the caste system, you know, in terms of, the whole thing about the untouchables, and do you know but I don't even know about the cast system. That certain well, cast that
0: that, So that's that is true. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. it's
1: cast system that certain cast are supposed to do this, and certain cast are supposed to do that. And there's an untouchable cast that Razkaz talked about it on uh, Nature of the Threat. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Where where you know where he's talking about this because of your birthright, you get tracked into a certain thing. Which is the problem that a lot of people have with that kind of cultural side of things. So there you okay, go. Okay, yeah. Um,
0: well, he wasn't just coming after Hindu, he was coming after Christianity. He was coming to do the, or, you know, it's the organized religions, not the religion yes. itself, the organized, the corruption behind the organized. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mobile, we like to do the opposite
1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So you are a boxing fan,
0: yeah? Yeah, I, I love the fight game, yep. Okay,
1: what do you make of... Uh, I, I know th- this is a hip-hop
0: podcast,
1: but AJ and uh, Tyson Fury, what's your take on that?
0: Well, you know things? what's funny? I always said to Tyson, it, you know... It, it sucks that people say this after the fact, but I, you could go into the DMs, uh, me and Tyson in the DMs in 2015, 16, I was telling him that he's the most skilled boxer in the heavyweight division, unquestionably, you know? So I just didn't know if, if uh, Tyson would be able, Tyson Fury would be able to get that back. And he got it back, he looks great. He looks great right it's a,
1: It's an amazing fucking comeback.
0: I ran into him and uh, we kicked it at uh, Disneyland in Paris. Me and, and his wife Paris and their kids and my kids, uh, I, I seen Tyson I gave him a hug I was like oh man I love you bro you, you know and, and then his wife came up to me later and was like oh uh, you know Tyson really appreciated that hug man and, and that you said that to him and I was trying to get my son to box Tyson but uh, my son was two at the time and he was like a little bashful he usually would but I'm like what are you scared of? you scared of the champ you can't throw no <laughs> so Tyson had my little two year old shook man you know? <laughs> Is he a hip hop fan? Oh yeah, my son likes his hip hop. Yeah, yeah, he like he, he's like yo yo, daddy, I like put on the yo yo, daddy, you know. So and then he'll to back. He'll be like, I did it, daddy, I did it, you know, like that. He, he's proud of his daddy though. He'll be running around the house like Daddy already the it Man. I'm like I don't know I'm like where did he learn that? He's like, Yo, my daddy already the Wugged Man.
1: Today do you do you get nervous at your kids? Because the problem I've got is my kids are on TikTok, right? So all of the hip hop that they get exposed to off that is all the well, it's all the stuff I hate. So then like do you get worried that are
0: you feeling nervous about educating them in the proper shit no because my kids listen to my shit and I say the world's most horrible shit of all time I'm almost more scared that they listen to my albums than other people's albums you know like kids skip track 7, 8 and 10 and 12 and 15 and uh, maybe twenty-two. <laughs> you know like yeah so even now like there's a video that my daughter's in uh, called Bang Boogie when she was 4 months old and the intro shows a bunch of stage footage of me being a belligerent maniac and the ending shows me being a maniac and telling stories and like she always wants show the video with me Danny show the video with me so like I have to like put it on and try to like on, on the YouTube remote try to skip the beginning and the end now you know So has having
1: kids <laughs> changed what you talk about I mean I know you've got first born on there where you talk about what it's like to have a kid but has is it, is it has it had an effect
0: on you in terms of what you're willing to talk about or? no 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 like I'm not gonna like let me censor myself in case my kid mm-hmm. nah, nah. I'm, I'm I'm you know they're gonna be grown up one day. They're gonna be adults. It's like, daddy said bad words. I don't. You know, come on. You know, the, the, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna stop my art and and change everything I do so my kids don't hear bad words. You know, like I've been doing bad words forever. So all documented. So, um, but uh, what does change is like anything. Life. When your life changes and you, you know, if you become a father, you change, you know, there's things that, you know, different emotions you get that you wouldn't have got before that. And when people you love die, there's different emotions you wouldn't have got before that. So, you know, it's like life. Everything changes you. Whatever happens in life changes you, whether it's good or bad. You know, it's like, it, it, you know, that's it's part of going through the little maze and turning corners and circles and, you know, and everything's going to have an effect, you know?
1: I wanted to ask you about how this, uh, now this is my understanding of this story, uh, but with with how you got together with uh, bringing through Afro, because is it, so, so my understanding of the story is that you were running a competition. Is this right? You're running a competition and then he made an entry and the entry was so incredible that you just brought him through regardless of the competition not being done yet. Is that right?
0: Yeah. I said, I don't even care if you win or lose, like, like fuck the competition. Let's, let's, let's meet up, man. Like, yeah, he's a freak. Flow freak. He's a he's a rhyme freak. He's an animal. So and and also his voice. He's got this fucking undeniably dope vocal tone. The path of the righteous person, laughing and tired of I'm asking a masculine prodigy, emphatic, combative idiot. When is the past the millennium? Master rising to surface, snatching your wifey's purses. I'm a little brother like I When I got a rhyme on a stage for a good amount of time, I'm grabbing a mic in a urgent, smashing a dime for certain, splashing the ice with bourbon. Pro going not spit so crazy. Hoes wanna get for a baby. Crash when you are driving you're burning. A lot of people find the speakers ain't working I'm clapping a nine at your jeep and you swerving I'm black with the eyes of a serpent. Back with a nine for purchase. I'm acting the rhymes and the heat is conversing. Attack and attacking his fine on your I think and that's worse. one thing that's lost in hip-hop is that Um, people think if you just bar it up a little bit or say some shit fly or interesting, you know, uh, that that's good enough. But like rappers are still vocalists. Like I think that's lost. Like, you know, like, you know, from the era that I came from, I came from the Canes and Chuck D's and where dudes had bass in their voice, like, you know, the new school generation not even a new school like the 30 and 40 year old rappers sound like they, they rhyme like they got kicked in their dick five times Like you know it's like you know I'm tired of and, and all the so called great rappers like you know even, even I don't want to say the names but, but homeboys some of these guys are the greats and it's like they, they forgot about vocals, you know, they, they they sound whiny and shit. And it's like uh where back in the day it was about projection and I think uh you know I'll I'll take ecstasy from Houdini uh spitting some simple shit over like a, a complex ass, you know, um or like you know triple untundra meanings and shit. Like I'm I'm I like the vocalists and when you go to a stadium you put those vocalists in a stadium and it rocks the fucking house more than like Multi-syllable, this and that, you know. So, like, I tr- I do the multi-syllable stuff too, but I still try to project like an OG, you know.
1: Yeah. What did you um What did you make of this um this Public Enemy Flavor Flav Chuck D uh
0: dispute? Yeah, that was that was disappointing. I don't know. I love Chuck to death. He's like one of the dopest uh, human beings. Like, he's really like supportive and loves the underground, and just he's just a great human, and he's one of the greatest. MCs that ever lived, and one of great, and arguably the greatest voice in the history of hip hop. So, um, you know, to see them fighting and shit, you know, that's what I hate about the internet. You know, it's like the thing I love about the internet is things get out there, and the world could share music and and art gets seen easier. But at the same time, petty shit gets seen. Like Chuck D could drop five albums. And they won't talk about that, but he could have a little beef with his partner, and the whole world's talking about it. So, well, so, that was that's
1: the thing, isn't it? Because that's the biggest Public Enemy story of the last however many years, and it would still be. And, and then I remember when that story came out, people got me. People, friends of mine, aren't hip hop fans have You heard about what's happening with Public Enemy, and they're going, I didn't even know they were still going. And you go, well, that's because you don't fucking hear about
0: because they you have, have been still it. going. You, you know, Chuck D could save the world. And uh, he could he could he could uh, find a cure for coronavirus. They talk about him beefing the flavor flavor first. You
1: know? <laughs> and do you feel like do you feel like because obviously we're in a situation where I don't know. People often talk about there's two types of hip hop now, and there's the hip hop that's sort of the stuff that we're not into, you know, that you might not be into as a traditionalist, and then there's the people that respect the tra- the, the traditions more and are and are truly good artists. Do you believe that, or do you think even the people? Because there's other people that think even the people that we're considering great now. It's just
0: because the standards have dropped so much. Oh, that's a wow. hundred thousand times. Because what happens is corporations and money got involved, and they 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 want any they wanted to build anybody out of an MC. Anybody could be a rapper. Anybody could be a rapper. So they let anybody be a rapper because there was so much money involved. It had nothing to do with co- competitive sport or competitive music or who made the best. Uh, uh uh sound or music it had nothing to do with that it had to do with you know some buffoonery cartoon snapchat ass shit you know like this person's really um this particular rapper is really popular on instagram this this person's really popular on her uh, um presence online you know so she's the world's greatest troll so let's make her a famous rapper you know it's like it's uh <laughs> that's disbanded now so when people go you, you know you're just jealous because... And I'm not talking about just me. They say this to all rap. You're just jealous because you're not selling like... It's like not, not like that. The, the guy, uh, you know, the rat guy um, from... Brooke, uh, you know, the rat guy that, uh, with the tattoos. He uh, he was a troll. And that's how he became the biggest yeah. rapper. Like trolling, you know? And, and, and Cardi B, they're trolls. So you, when you know how to really... Um, put yourself out there and troll the internet and get them talking about you. Like one of the most genius thing uh, the rat guy did, he did this thing where, um, Takashi, you know, he did this thing yeah. where yeah. Uh, where before he, the whole rat thing happened, he went on the internet and posted like the world's worst freestyle and pretended like he liked it. He was like, yo, and then I ah, like, and it was purposely, horrendously bad. And then, and then he shut hmm. his thing off. And the whole rest of the next week, all my OGs all my young hair everybody was posting this horrible 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 freestyle by this guy which is making him famous which was getting the money and it was a genius troll move where like Black Thor kicked the greatest freestyle of, <coughs> of the whole fucking year and the, the little shitty troll freestyle that this kid did got way more views and talked about and shared by way more people that's the era we live in so, but
1: that's what is so fucking frustrating because I know that Black Thought Freestyle you know, you sort of think you look at that Takeshi freestyle, and obviously he was doing it. He was doing it deliberately. I mean, you look at Black Thought. People didn't it, know, but uh, people
0: were too stupid to know that he was trolling. They was yeah, like, yeah. "What this guy raps like? Look, this is his, this is his free fuck." This it's like, "Yo, you're giving him the attention, and you are he's smarter than you <laughs> because you're talking. You're, he's smarter than me. I'm talking about him right now. <laughs> See <what you're> <laughs> working, he did yeah. that freestyle year ago. I'm talking about it now." So he, he, he outsmarted me. I'm t- <laughs> is there any part of you that sort of,
1: I don't know, is tempted not to do that, not to fucking post the worst freestyle ever, but is there any part of you that is tempted to try and court that online thing a bit more? Because obviously you are respected in the hip hop community and nobody and everybody looks forward to your stuff coming out. But at the same time, it's arguable. That you're not—I mean, it's strongly arguable—you're not getting the sales that you deserve, you know, against the quality of what you're putting out. Is there? Do you ever think to yourself, well, fuck this! I'm going to try and think of something to make this to push this over the top."
0: Yeah. Well, well, well the problem is—is is it's a lifestyle. It's a troll lifestyle. Like you have to dominate all it. Like you got to spend more time on the art of trolling and social media and how to, you know. You got to be like a Kim Kardashian of fucking hip hop to you know like it's a different world. Like Kanye is a king of trolling. Like he'll, he'll Kanye, Kanye Kanye he's a troll. So so um you it's a lifestyle you have to live it. You have to like it's you know every little move that those guys make it's all thought up ahead of time. So like do I want to dominate my brain with ways to tech tactfully you know um fool the world into you know troll moves and have them oh Ari did this dumb shit oh, oh what a piece of shit fuck him fuck him like i don't know if i have that energy in me to do that i'd rather concentrate on music i'm not saying i wouldn't do a troll move but i, I just don't i don't have that in me you know like i i, I want to make like right now i've been you know quarantined with the babies i got a, a 3 year old and a 4 year old and my 1 year old nephews here and i'm see uh, lance just sent me some beats he did beats on my album so i owe him some 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 songs for his album And uh, he's been asking me for this verse forever and I haven't even started writing it. I don't even have time to write at this moment. So to find different ways of marketing troll moves and changing my whole persona, it's not something that I think I want to take time to do. You know, I'd rather sit down with some new beats and start working on some stuff, you know?
1: I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, You are responsible for, uh, and I don't know how many people in the UK know this, you're responsible for what is argued to be one of the greatest verses in hip hop history. On uncommon valor, yeah. and and this is that this is a song where it, you're, talking about, it's, you're talking about it. You're talking about from the position of your dad, aren't you? And you're sort yeah. of telling his story you're your, your dad in this verse the
0: funniest part about that is <coughs> everyone I ever talk to is the one that tells me that's the greatest verse of, of all time or one of the greatest everybody right yeah. and in the comments I always read like R.A. loves to talk about that's his, the greatest verse all time. <laughs> I never not fucking even say that like I think I have fucking way better verses than that but you know you know, comments just be dumb R.A. loves to say how it's the greatest verse I'm to find an interview where, where I actually say this is the greatest you know like yeah. but nah um the thing I love about that verse is like it is. It is a true story about my father and, um, and it's a true story. And my father passed away and all around the world. I travel the whole world doing shows and uh, they know my father's name through that record. So I said, how many of y'all know who my father is? And they beg, Staff Sergeant Thorburn, John A, John A Thorburn. Like they all like it don't matter if I'm in Russia or Poland or, or, or Australia or, you know, I was gonna head out to Chile before this Corona shit. If I was in Chile, they I knew they'd know my pop. They they know my pops' name all over the planet, so that's beautiful, you know. Because my father it was was a legend, you know. Just because. He's not in movies and not a, a, a celebrity. He, he, was, he was an icon and a legend, regardless. Call me Thorburn, John A., staff sergeant, marksman, skilling, killing, illing. I'm able and willing. Kill a village elephant, raping and pillage a Village illegitimate killers, U.S. military guerrillas. This ain't no real war. Vietnam shit, World War II. that's a war. This is just a military conflict. Soothing, drug abusing, Vietnamese women screwing. Sex, gambling, and and All this shit is amusing. Bitches and guns. This is every man's dream. I don't want to go home. If, if your listeners don't know, I tell, you know, because when I asked about the song, I got to tell the history behind it. There was a chemical called Agent Orange and the government sprayed it on its own soldiers and it was untested. Monsanto and the government made this thing because they wanted to kill the foliage and the trees and kill the fish. In vietnam and my father was over in vietnam he was a gunner they trained him to be a killer at 17 years old they put him in in the army train hey look murder everybody and they trained the children to kill so he's over there in vietnam and they poisoned him and when he got home uh my little sister years i was born fine my older sister was born fine and then my little sister in 81 was born she couldn't walk or talk and they said, they said, oh, she's going to die in 10 days. You know, maybe we should stop feeding her. She's really sick. And then uh, my stepmother, Dee, was like, look, uh, that's our kid, you know. like. So they brought her home, and she lived 26 years, you know. and then, But, but then they said, oh, she's a one-in-a-million child. She's, she's, they didn't know nothing about Agent Orange yet. They said, oh, she's a one-in-a-million. This can't happen again. So then we had they had another kid, my brother, Johnny Omar. He was born healthy. And then uh, the next kid, Max, was born uh and uh he, he couldn't walk or talk and he was blind and we didn't know he was blind till he was like two years old because like his eyes looked normal and worked and then like i thought the kid hated me because i'd be like you know with didi my my other sister i used to shake her around and make faces at her and she'd laugh hysterical my brother was blind we didn't know that the brain wasn't connected to the eye like like it wasn't working so his eyes would walk, look around, and you'd think he'd see, but he couldn't. So you'd go to play with Max, and you'd shake him, and he'd just be like, nr, nr, and you'd be like, yo, mother, what, do you hate me, motherfucker? Come here, little boy. I'm shaking you up. You'd laugh. Your sister would laugh, you know? Then, then he'd kind of, oh, oh, you're shaking around a blind kid. You don't even know he's blind, you know? So, you know, but, but he lived He lived to be 10 years old. He couldn't walk or talk, and he was blind. And then my older sister, who was born healthy, she, uh, she was born healthy and fine, but then she had a son and uh he lived he 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 was affected and he lived six months and uh he 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 died at six months old you know so it didn't just affect my father's kids it affected my father's grandchildren so when my children when my, my my baby mama was pregnant with my babies you know the thing going in your head is like oh my god you know uh what if they're sick like my brother and sister and my nephew, you know, because like we we didn't have a good batting average. It was like almost one out of every, like my sister had two kids. One of them died. My father in the last, you know, the last part, you know, he had six kids, but my sister was healthy. But then after that, one died, one healthy, one died, one healthy. So it was like, uh, you know, you get scared. And I had two kids and they're both beautiful, both healthy. So that's why I get over emotional even more. Than normal, like like I, I look at that, like I cry every day with my kids. They do something stupid, I start crying. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: How do you come out of that? Because you like such a, it's such a tough background you've had, and I know that people have their stories, but for you to come out and sort
0: of, is it difficult for you to have a positive mindset on shit when you've gone through what you've gone through an hour ago? Well, you know, life is life. You know, like and plus, let me tell you something. When you're going through it you don't realize, I mean, you should be able to realize it, but you don't, you don't realize that uh, it's any different than anything, but it's a struggle, you know? And your your brother and sister, you're born, you know, my my, my sister Didi was born, uh, you know, I was what, what, five or six or something? And then my brother was born, I was like 15 or 14 or 13, you know, so. You you know these kids since you're a baby, you know? So you think, like, oh, you know, yeah, I love Dee Dee, you know? And they're all funny, you know? Because they can't walk or talk or see, but they laugh and they're cool and you love them and you hug them. And you, you know, my little sister couldn't walk or talk, but I'd throw and I'd put on YOM TV raps with her when I was like a teenager and she'd like, she'd laugh with me and we I'd do silly dance moves and she'd be laughing. So, like, you're not thinking, like, wow, this is some game changing. Uh, uh, crazy struggle. you just like, you know, but then they, you know, they start dying, you know, like, you know, when, when, when my, when my the worst part was when my sister died and no, no, when my father died, you know, was he, cause he died before my sister. My sister was the older one, but when my brother died, my father was like, yo, like, and he, he was, uh, you know, my brother stopped breathing and then, and then we found it, figured out he was dead, you know? And, and, uh, and my dad looked back at me. He was like, "Yo, son, I, I never, I never lost one before." And he was crying. So that was fucked up. Yeah, that was fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a sad day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But so. then when you, but then when you do go through something, yo, like Ramish, right? Yeah, you don't make enough jokes for a comedian. <laughs> Well, yeah. that, that, no, no, but that. That, listen, that felt, that would have been the fucking worst
1: time to do that. It would have been a perfect time for joke, you know? <laughs> I was trying to think of a left turn to crowbar in, but it didn't come to me.
0: You should, you should have been like, so you have Ghostface and uh, Master Killer <laughs> on your album. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You Did a, a track for because on the same day that your album came out, the four hours album came out, and you got a track for the four hours, uh, the yeah.
0: Record. Which I, I did that a while back, and I didn't know it was dropping the same day as my album, so I, right, so right. I, hit, I hit their team and I said, You know, I hit Leaf and and uh, what's their label name again?
1: Uh, uh, um, uh, High Focus,
0: it? yeah, High Focus. And I said, Yeah, Yo, no disrespect, I, I, I promise you, I'm going to promote that song. But like right now, I got an album dropping, so for the next week yeah. or two or three, I'm gonna be yeah. straight on RA stuff, RA stuff, and then yeah. when uh, you know when that slows down a little bit, I'm gonna post your record, you know. And, and the other thing was they wanted the song I'm on to be their jump-off single, and uh, and I said, yo, like you can if you want. The only thing I'm not gonna promote it for a few weeks, so yeah, talk to the team and see if like you want to wait for three weeks so we all promote it together or if you want to do the jump off and, you know, I'll promote it in three weeks anyway. So they said, no, 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 we figured we'll do another jump off and, you know, in three weeks or whatever, we'll drop that one as a, as a single. Yeah, Go that back to the set, no mean activist. I'll die, yes, before I die, Christmas, I rack takes to bring laugh to the tent. Low high trade, yes, see my ghost in a nightfall. I spray light all in your eyeball. I eat glass, smash my dick to dry call. I'm a werewolf on the night fall. J killin' hall when I night call. Body park when I draw. Mama done told me I need to grow up. Broke, no luck. I don't give a fuck. So what woke up next to the neighborhood, coax blood coached up with the flesh in the nose, toe up a little bit of Sean Pee, yeah, And the boy leaf he's dope, he's super dope on the beast with him on this album and in fact the introduction to my album where i had the six different beats and stuff uh i i got some beats from leaf that that were almost almost there but the problem was like i wanted even though each beat was drastically different i wanted each one to sound really cool to go into the next one so even though his beat was tremendously dope it like another beat sounded dope going into the other one so i I picked the one that sounded dope with each other it was like a record so it had nothing to do with his beat not being good enough because his beat he sent me was tremendous and super dope so here's a question
1: for you do you do you if the money was good enough would you appear on anyone's record or do do they have to be good for you to to put a
0: verse well you know what's funny is people say oh you got integrity the thing is i like rapping on shit that's uh Totally the opposite of what the fuck I'm supposed to rap on, you know? So, give me a record. As long as I obliterate the record and and I'm happy and proud and want the world to hear what I'm capable of doing, I don't mind doing records. You know, back in, um, the problem was in the 90s, when you were broke, broke, this was before the internet. And, you know, you'd you'd get calls from people to do records, uh, and they'd offer you money and you'd be like, fuck, I'm basically fucking homeless and destroyed. Sure. And and you figure, well, what's what's going to happen? They're going to press it up on a vinyl that a hundred people are going to hear and the record disappears. Fuck it, you know? So sometimes you record these records that, uh, that but then the internet will slap you in the face. Like, 20 years ago, we did this record with R.A. Oh, fuck. This one's back. <laughs> <laughs> Would you drop
1: a verse? Would you drop a verse on like the Cardi B tune now. Oh, I would obliterate a Cardi
0: B. I would rap on Justin Bieber, Yummy Yummy, man. My kids listen to (laughs) that. That shit come on and everybody's like, it's whack, it's whack. But but he started dancing on the table in the video. And my son, we got, look, we got a glass fucking table here. And my son stood on the glass. I'm like, yo, you psychopath, the fucking table's going to break and you're going to fall to a glass table because of Justin Bieber, you know? But yeah, so...
1: Um, listen, R.A., we, uh, we, we're we going to let you go, man, because you know your time's precious, but um, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us, man. We really appreciate it.
0: Oh, no problem. He said my time's precious. I'm quarantined in a fucking house. What, what, <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you know right what? Now. I'll
1: be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I just said it out of polite. I felt like the right thing to say, but the truth <laughs> yeah, is yeah. the truth is, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do after this. Uh, yeah. do you know what I mean? I've, got, I've got fuck all going on. All right, uh,
0: But listen, the album's great, man, so thank you so much. Well, Share the fuck out of it and tell the world because I need I need every little you know every little bit of plug. On that. Well, thank thank you for having us and I appreciate you. Thank you. No worries, not Take thank care. You. Cheers.